Would you join me in prayer? Open our hearts, Lord God, to your transforming presence. Help us to let down our nets into the depths of possibilities. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen. Please be seated. So has anybody heard this story before? Yeah, it's a pretty familiar one, isn't it? Now, there is gift to familiarity as we hear the scriptures over and over again in the course of our lifetimes. But there's also what I call the not-so-gift of familiarity, meaning we assume we know what's coming next. We hear what's familiar and perhaps miss some of the richness of the story. So that is why I invited us to not read it through, but listen. Did you hear something a little different today, maybe? Or did it get into your imaginations in a little different way, maybe? Or maybe not? A little bit of both? Okay. Our gospel story this morning is a story of beginnings, just like it has been for the last number of weeks, where it was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This is the story of the beginning of the life of discipleship. And it starts with kind of the foundational disciple of Jesus, Simon, later to be called Peter. And remember, Jesus called him Peter later on because Peter in Greek means rock. And he said, you are the rock, and on you I will found the church. Now let's be clear. Simon was not, soon to be Peter, was not a rock as in he got everything right all the time. Do you remember some of the stories? Remember, he said, I'm going to walk on water, and he starts walking on water, he gets all scared, and he begins to sink. Remember that? Or when he was um, out on the boat and a big storm came up, and he said, Jesus, don't you care? Or when he denied Jesus and the cock crowed three times. But Jesus wasn't concerned so much with that. Jesus noticed that there was something about Simon that he was willing to give it a try. He was willing to try things that were new and beyond the normal way of thinking or believing or acting. And that was what captured Jesus' heart for how incredible a disciple Simon could be. Now, our gospel reading, if you take it out of context, it seems like Jesus and Simon are meeting for the first time, doesn't it? But in fact, if you go back a little bit, Jesus and Simon have been together for a little bit of time already. Simon has heard some of the powerful teaching of Jesus. And in fact, Simon healed... Si Jesus healed Simon's mama, who had a fever. Do you remember that story? Had just healed his mom's fever, and then she served them a meal. So they had had table fellowship together and already gotten to know one another a bit. So when we come to our scripture this morning, Jesus is teaching on the beach. There's a huge crowd. It's so, so crowded that you know Jesus needs a place a little far out from the crowd so people can hear him. And he sees that there's Simon and his boat, and he says, brother, can I get in your boat? Take me out a little bit so I can teach. Does that, so there's some context there. So Jesus is teaching, and then he says to Simon, brother, put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Now Simon 
Remember, he'd just been fishing all night. He has pulled an all-nighter. He has already washed the nets, which is work enough. And he's probably ready for a good holy nap at this point. But he says, and he says this, he says, Master, we have worked all night long. He's not bashful about it. But have caught nothing. In other words, you're asking me to again put down my nets and then I'll have to wash them and all of that. But there's this pause. If we rush through the story, we miss it. Master, we've worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Then perhaps he remembers Jesus' presence and teaching and action in his life already. And Simon says, yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. He doesn't say for a catch like Jesus does. He just says, I will let down the nets. And what happens? There's a huge catch of fish that comes, so abundant that they fill one boat, another boat has to come out, they fill another boat, it's all about to sink. And Simon and James and John, who are with them, are just astounded at the catch of fish. What does this mean? And what does it mean that Simon's response is, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. The teaching that Jesus was doing, we talked about this last week, if you remember, when he went into the synagogue and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. That is what Jesus has been talking about. And Simon, this teaching must have touched him deeply because the context in which this is all going on is in a context of oppression from the Roman Empire. Oppression, scarcity, poverty, being bound up in all those things that would oppress. And in the midst of this, this capture of fish. This capture of fish becomes an epiphany. That's the season we're in. An epiphany, a manifestation of the abundance of life and feeding and healing that Jesus was bringing into the world. And so Simon's response, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. In other words, how could I ever be a part of this ministry that you're doing? I'm too messed up. But Jesus doesn't get caught up in Simon's narrative. He says, Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Now, by catching people, he doesn't mean catching them up in a net, right? <laughs> that would be crazy. But capturing their imaginations, their lives, their hearts with love, with kindness, with justice, with hope, with solidarity. So let's unpack this a little bit. Let down your nets. Let down your nets in a place where you just did some fishing and nothing was happening. Seems the craziest thing in the world, doesn't it? Let down your nets into the depths of the water where you don't know what's going on, but trust the possibilities that God's call is giving to you. Let go of your presuppositions. Let go of your expectations of how things work. 
because as we hear throughout scripture, the spirit says, behold, I am about to do something new. Something new. So will you let down those nets of kindness, of love, of compassion, of justice, of solidarity, of feeding, of caring, of clothing, and trust that gift of the Spirit for it to be a ministry of abundance? Let down your nets. But then Simon's response Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You know, on the one hand, it's the reality of seeing that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay. We work with that. We don't deny that. But we don't get stuck in it. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Don't get stuck in that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to bring you healing and freedom so that you can live and love in the fullness of life. Now, if I were to break into Broadway song, which, trust me, you don't want me to do, or Disney song, let it go, let it go, right? Let it go. Because you, beloved of God, are called to this ministry of love and justice. Have you noticed in the service that after our confession, I use a different absolution than is in the prayer book? Have you noticed that if you've been here for a few Sundays? And let me share this with you. It comes from John O'Donohue. It's, it's a blessing, but I turned it into a, an absolution um, because it's just so powerful. And it goes, all that, has, all that is unforgiven in you is released released. That's what Jesus does for us. All that is unforgiven in you is released. May your fears yield their deepest tranquilities. May all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love. That's powerful, isn't it? It helps us to hear anew the loving liberating, life-giving love and presence of God. Because Jesus feeds, Spirit feeds. Just as Jesus, through the Spirit, brought up that huge catch of fish that would have fed that crowd that was gathered. Remember, that crowd was hungry and oppressed. So really, it resonates with the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Have you ever noticed that? People who were hungry and oppressed, being fed, being seen, being cared for, that is the ministry of Jesus. That is our ministry as disciples. So Jesus and the Spirit feeds in abundance. Jesus feeds justice. Jesus feeds healing. Jesus feeds peace. Jesus feel, feeds courage to try something new. Jesus feeds forgiveness. All of these things. So St. Augustine's you have already been putting down your nets and doing some fantastic ministry. Amen? And as I am so 
I am so honored and joyous to join you in your ministry. I wonder if you would be willing to try with me, and I have no idea what it'll be yet, putting down our nets in some new ways. Would you be game for that? You can say no. But if you want to say yes, let's talk. Where is the Spirit leading us to continue to grow in love for one another, for the world, and in knowing God's love for us too? Where is God inviting us to do something that might seem so crazy to put down our nets where we've already done fishing and there was nothing? What is the Spirit inviting us to? So we don't know. I'd like to share with you, by way of closing, a poem. It's by Dana Falds. Now don't look, it's on your bulletin, but don't look. I invite you to listen. Dana Falds, uh, you'll, you'll be hearing a lot of her in the next bunch of years. She's wonderful. And it's called Allow. There is no controlling life. Try corralling a lightning bolt, containing a tornado. Dam a stream and it will create a new channel. Resist and the tide will sweep you off your feet. Allow and grace will carry you to higher ground. The only safety lies in letting it all in. The wild and the weak. Fear, fantasies, failures, and success. When loss rips off the door of the heart or sadness veils your vision with despair, practice becomes simply bearing the truth in the choice to let go of your known way of being. The whole world is revealed to your new eyes. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen.